2: Sports Radio, 92.9 Game, 92.9 Game.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning, May 6th. Good morning, Georgia! Morning! And good morning to you folks in Jonesboro. We're in Jonesboro? Yeah. Home of the Cardinals. Yeah. How the Cardinals doing? Harry Douglas. Oh, man, Harry really? got all. Harry's getting all kinds of time up there at the 4 Letter Network. He's
3: all over the place, right? Mm. But, mm. Um, you know, that's, that's it. They got his, he and his brother's name are on the floor at the gym. The new gym, beautiful new gym they got there at Jonesboro. That's Okay. Yeah, Harry and Tony Douglas. Uh names on the
2: floor. <coughs> well, congratulations to them. Absolutely. It's, it's it's been an interesting morning. We've we we kind of lo- it's gone off the rails. Hang on, I know we got something going on here. Let me just take care of this quick business here. <laughs> We're gonna go to a guest or somebody that we have well, first of all, Greg.clarkson, odyssey.com. If you have any questions about what's going on, well, with the strike or what's going on with casting call or the job opportunities that are there, there are things being shot still didn't get a chance to say that earlier. So, want to uh, let you know that you can reach out to me. You can also see the list up on Get Cast with Greg on Twitter. But there are jobs in front of the camera still going on. Stuff that has been shot, things that continue to, you know, throughout well, he's from, throughout the state. So, anyway, wanted to get that out there. Also, I uh, want to thank JR, man, for coming in here. Okay. It was. We've Wasn't been trying great? to get him. I mean, he he said he would come on at any time. We just haven't for whatever reason. And now he, you know, he's right across the street. Yeah. So that was beautiful. So I want to appreciate him coming in here <laughs> and, and, and taking the show off the rails. But I love listening no, to him. No, was great. Her perspective, absolutely. So we got to get this thing back on track, don't
3: okay. we? Here's how we get it back on track. Go ahead. In the
2: Kentucky Derby.
3: Here we go. Here we go. Radio Radio 92.9 The Game. You you know when you hear that, you know what's about to happen. And uh, we're going to go up to Lunch. Louisville and check in right now. Oh. Um, Steve Crump, WBTV, is a Louisville native. He's back home, and he's there at the Derby where he belongs. He's always there. And he's got a little <laughs> time for us this morning. Steve, so great to hear from you, man. Good morning. Morning, morning. Sam, it's been a
4: moment. I always good to hear from you. Always glad to be a part of your show.
3: Well, appreciate you being here, here with us this morning. And you got some breaking news that's happening up there right now before the uh, – before they go on, what's going on up there right now?
4: Well, what was the line we just heard a few moments ago, off the rails? Well, I think you can probably uh, apply that to what's going on, not only just this morning uh, as it relates to the Kentucky Derby, but also during uh, Churchill Downs, uh, what's happened this week. The favorite, trained by Todd Fletcher, 40, out, scratched, on the morning of, you know, and how disappointing is that? And they attribute the cause to, a uh, slight injury that uh, when uh, apparently uh, uh, Fletcher and the uh, horse's owner from this is according to the local station here in Louisville um, met with the um, track veterinarians and the like, said, oh, you know, it could be worked out by the weekend. It's just a slight bruise. You know, uh, they were hoping that they could get another examination later today before the race, since the race happened like right around the 6 o'clock hour. But they were saying no It's not going to happen. So they, uh, uh, it, it, it wasn't the owner and the trainer that scratched the horse. It was the track official. So uh, based on the fact that you've had a number of horse deaths there here at Churchill Downs going back several days, uh, this is just adding more issues to the America's greatest horse race.
2: Steve, you mentioned this was the front runner that got taken out. We've been hearing about some possibly inclement weather up there. So, if you can give us an idea of what the track conditions are going to be like around 6 o'clock, and now who you think is the favorite?
4: Well, apparently, um, you know, to answer your question, I mean, they, they were forecasting rain for yesterday all week. Uh, and the earliest the rain could very well come might be that 6 o'clock hour. So, uh, so far, the skies have been blue. Uh, it's been, they've gotten into the 70s. So, Weather conditions have, have been have been good. Uh, you talk about the favorite, uh, and it's another Fletcher horse, uh, uh, Tappet Thrice, who was a gray horse. I mean, grays have not, you know. You talk about Kentucky Derby trivia. Uh, there's only been six grays to win it, and so uh, gray horses are always kind of the minority in terms of racking up wins with the Kentucky Derby. But uh, Tappet Thrice won the uh, over in Lexington, the Bluegrass Stakes, the keen one, had an amazing stretch run. And it was interesting to see, in terms of some of the folks that follow this sport, uh, to get an idea of what could very well happen uh, with Forty and uh, a Tappet twice, uh, you know, on, on, on the stretch run, in terms of the race that goes a mile and a quarter.
3: Folks, we're spending time on the waitfoot.com hotline with Steve Crump there in Louisville, getting set for the Kentucky Derby, and he is social. You can follow him on Twitter at CrumpDude. <laughs> at CrumpDude, he is there. I think we're down to like eighteen horses. We ran like fifteen. I think back during the coronavirus time, uh, talk about this, this field now and, and uh, the fact that through these means, obviously the health of, of, the, uh, of these athletes, we call them athletes because they are, is, is, is at, at the utmost. Uh, but talk about, you know, this week, because you did have, we have had some, a number of scratches. We had five horses scratched so far.
4: Yeah, and 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 Sam, what I find amazing in that, and this is kind of a play on uh, NASCAR. You know, that is what you guys have with the Atlanta, you know, Motor Speedway, and where I live in Charlotte, uh, where NASCAR, you know, has a point system. Well, it's the same way with horse racing now, in the Kentucky Derby, which I couldn't figure out. I mean, yeah, the entry fee is fifty thousand dollars to get in, but you know, a lot of it depends on your prep races and your point standings. And the like itself, so uh, you know you can see where this has kind of become you know more competitive than what you get also in in terms of you know the races, say be it you know the Wood Memorial, the Santa Anita Derby, the Florida Derby, um, you know those kinds of events leading up to what what happens today. One interesting subplot, though, which 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 I find interesting, and here in 2023, is the fact that the subplot to this whole thing this year is Secretariat. Uh, going back some 50 years ago, when Secretariat won uh, the uh, Kentucky Derby, the record still stands, a mile and a quarter, uh, 159, 2 seconds, still there. And out of all the amazing sports calls I've ever heard in my life, and you guys probably remember some of these where you had Al Michaels and the Lake class of the Olympics uh, and, you know, the, the so-called Miracle on Ice where Michael says, do you believe in miracles? Uh, down your way in Georgia, when Tiger won the last uh, – uh, a masters, Jim Nance of CBS Sports saying uh, something along, along the lines, this is one for the ages. And the one that really resonates and sticks with me is the legendary Chick Anderson, who is probably one of the greatest race callers of all time. Secretariat wins the Belmont Stakes by 31 lengths, but there's a line as he's coming up the back stretch and Chick Anderson just screams out, he's running like a tremendous machine. And that is just so synonymous. I mean, we've heard this so many times here in Louisville, uh, day in and day out. So again, even though you kind of have the subplot of these, these 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 athletes and animals being scratched, uh, Big Red, you know, 50 years later as he was called, still uh, has uh, still still takes up a lot of a lot, a lot of air in the room. Yeah, folks,
3: pleased to have him on board here with Sam and Greg on this uh, on this Saturday morning, this Derby day. Uh, up in Louisville, Kentucky, Steve Crump is there. All right, give me some atmosphere, man, because, you know, there's going to be some beverages consumed, and this is, the <laughs> day after, this is the day after Cinco de Mayo. So is everything going to be all right oh, up there? <laughs> oh, a oh, oh,
4: oh, 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 double party, absolutely. Cinco de Mayo is, in fact, the hotel where my wife and I are staying. You know, you go out to the parking lot, and, and you know, you're hearing all kinds of uh, – um, you know, music. Um, you know, uh, uh, from south of the border. You know, uh, just just blaring into the parking lot from one of the nearby restaurants. So, you know, I'm, I, I wonder if there's a relationship between tequila and mint juleps. You know, <laughs> but,
2: <laughs> ooh, that's a nasty combination. Well, we I gonna, don't even we, we, think about we that. We're gonna find <laughs> out. We're gonna oh, find out oh, today. Or, or, <laughs> or
4: Corona and Budweiser. See, you know, but,
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm a proponent. You don't need flavored tequila. All right, it just it works on its own. <laughs>
4: Gosh, I wonder, though if you could like make make a mint julep rather than using the bourbon, you could use tequila along with the mint and simple syrup. Oh my (laughs) goodness!
3: uh, You know what? somebody in the infield is going to try to experiment. You know?
4: Oh gosh, yeah, that's wretched. But uh, (laughs) but in any event, uh, to uh, answer your question, they've seen some really really good crowds uh, the last few days. Uh, Uh, For an example, there's an event they came up with several years ago on Thursday called Thurby, which is Louisville's Day of the races. because, I mean, for, you know, someone who grew up here and someone who has family here, and the fact of the matter is you get so many out-of-towners that the locals are – Kind of, you know, they, they, you know, all the tickets are bought up and that sort of thing. So, you know, thirty um, um, uh,
5: is, is 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 one of the big days.
4: And they even tried something interesting the day before thirty this year, on Wednesday, because we, like you guys, are in the four hundred four. Well, they, you know, our area code up here is five hundred two, and so they had a day where you could get into the track for five dollars and two cents. Okay, and it created a massive traffic jams. But yesterday for the Kentucky Oaks, the uh, race where they run the lilies for the Phillies, it's one of those things of where they had 160,000. I don't know if that's a record for Oaks Day, but considering where the track has been the last couple of years dealing with uh, COVID and the pandemic, the folks who run this, 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 this operation here in Louisville are very excited. And then next year, will be the hundred and fiftieth running of the Kentucky Derby and they have this two hundred million dollar makeover of the paddock. I worked the paddock yesterday for our affiliate. And uh, apparently, you know, in years past when I've done it, is it's kind of an easy gig because you're able to watch the races and you can read the totals off the tote board and that sort of a thing. Well, you know, they've uh they, they gutted they gutted it all, laid down asphalt. Put down astroturf, and they have a have have a, a a ring around where you kind of walk around the paddock, you know, to get the animals loosened up. It's wood chips, you know, and then not far from the wood chips, there's a the guy with a shovel behind the horses. So go oh. figure. So.
2: <laughs> Steve, forgive me uh, if you mentioned this earlier. How many years have you covered the
4: uh, the Derby? You've been there. Oh my goodness! Or what was uh, the first
2: year you started there?
4: Well. I've I'll, I'll I'll give it to you like this the first the first year that I ever went to a Kentucky Derby was in 1974 and I was still a student in high school here and uh that was uh, one of those things of where um um you you ended up in the infield if you get in for 5 bucks uh, infield tickets now are $75 whoa and oh yeah oh yeah 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 talking about you know now I guess that's the inflation and cost of living index as it relates to horse racing <laughs> Uh, but no, I was. You know, but the, but, oh, go ahead. But in 74, you know, you talk about life in the infield. That was when streaking was in. Oh, so geez. that was crazy. Fast, fast forward, I mean, and, uh, you know, I've done a number of stories on horse racing and some documentary work and the like uh, going back to 2000. And it was just kind of a fluke. Uh, our, uh, In fact, we're uh, sister stations uh, with WANF in, in Atlanta, the uh, news director in Louisville. Uh, you know, knows our group and a little bit about my work and my connection to my hometown. Uh, just like the great Monica Kaufman Pearson. Yes. And Sam would know this, my, yes. my childhood babysitter, I might add. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, that's a whole other story. That's a whole another segment right there, Steve. <laughs> yeah, kill me for saying <laughs> yeah, that. I
4: know. But, but, but in any event. But you know but what, Steve? Event,
3: I, I, asked her, I asked her if she was going to the Derby. She says, I haven't been in 48 years. They made me report that's from true. the infield and I have not been back. I talked with Monica That's yesterday. Oh
4: true. Okay. That's true. Uh, well, oh good. I need to give her a call. But, <laughs> yeah, but, but to answer your question, yeah. I started doing I started doing this gig about ten years ago. And we had a really good day in the panic yesterday. I was able to uh, uh, interview Donna Brothers, who uh, you know, is, is the person that you'll see at the end of the race uh, on horseback talking to the jockeys, you know, they're yes. so full of emotion. Yeah. And we interviewed uh, Donna Brothers, and, and Sam, I don't know if I posted this picture on Twitter or not. If not, I will later today. Uh, but we talked to Donna Brothers about that moment. It's like, what's it like, you know, you you get the winner, and then you're riding along horseback, and you got a microphone in your hand, and you're trying to figure out what the right question is. And I said, I said, do you ever get nervous in that moment that, that something could, you know, could, could kind of go a, a little awry? And she said, no. And then the uh, last live interview I had yesterday, and I'll open it up with this line, and you all can appreciate this, especially since there's a connection to the Atlanta Falcons. I'm standing there, and my opening line is, it is not Sunday night football, but Friday afternoon racing, and it's me and Chris Collinsworth. And I would interviewed Collinsworth about 10 years ago, and he's a horse owner. He and uh, uh, Tom Hammond, who – had an amazing career with NBC sports and one of the uh, track handicappers and announcers up here, Mike Battaglia, they've uh, had partnerships with several horses. So it's, it's, it's an interesting start. sport, you know, so the question then becomes, when do you guys get uh, 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 uh betting in, you know, in, in the Atlanta area, you know?
3: I don't know. We're waiting to see about that. That's something that's probably on the way and we're waiting to see they They've been talking about it quite a bit. Has not happened yet. They've talked about some racing possibly here too. And something else is on mm-hmm. the table and we'll see what happens. But we know they got racing up in Louisville today and you spending some time with us, Steve. We appreciate you spending some time with us. I know you've you, been busy and they got you working, you slammed, yep. and you got to head over to the track. But thanks so much for spending some time with us, man. Great info.
4: Appreciate it. All right, Sam, good, good good, talking to you. Give, 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 give our mutual friend Randy Waters my best.
3: I will do that. I'll be sure and do that. Take care. Have a wonderful time up there.
4: All right. Take care, buddy.
3: See you right ya.
2: now. Bye. Bye. All he, right. He knew I was here, right?
3: Yeah, he talked okay. to you. Well, I was just saying, he said, goodbye, Sam. Uh, oh, what are you talking about Well, it happens family?
2: at times. You know, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, I didn't get a chance. My, I was leading to a question. That's why no, I what? asked him how. I wanted to see if he was there when the Queen was there on oh. this day, you know, as we sit here and watch the coronation and what was in her purse. Oh, <laughs> you know, I just want to ask. I didn't get a chance to. He's he's one of those interviews. You just say yeah, hello yeah, so and he just you go got, get a cup of coffee. Got now, There's nothing know. wrong with that. I don't, I don't mind that at all. All right. I have no idea what we're going to talk about next. <laughs> we're supposed to do that next. So just stick around. See what happens next. Sam and Greg. Sports Radio ninety The game ninety The game. Gangnam
1: Star. <laughs> Gangnam Star.
2: I was saying that just the other day, Sam. Don't worry about Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com on this Saturday morning. Can't thank you enough uh, for making us a part of your Saturday morning. Those of you up in Flowery Branch and coming in Locust Grove and in Jonesboro, the four cities go. I've mentioned yes. during this show. Uh, and this show has been interesting, to say it the is. least.
3: We have we've covered every we yeah. a whole lot of
2: We're like a road course. Yeah. You know? It's like them road courses. Instead of just a regular old circle or tri-oval,
3: yep. we've been all over the place. But you know, you know what? Max is like, it's like hung. It's like he, he's hung. He's hung. Yeah. He well, there. he scared us earlier. Yeah, with what he was telling us, but it's more as far as, as, far as, <laughs> as, far as dealing with the spins and stuff. Oh, yes, and he has. The ebbs and flows. Take that. an extra 20
2: out of Petty Cash for yourself. Dude, dude. <laughs> and, you. and you know what? He's worked so hard. You know how we know he's worked so hard? He ain't even talked about the fight. UFC yeah. 288. Well,
3: not just that. You got Canelo fighting tonight. I'm saying he you ain't got, talked about got, none you of got, that. we boxing. We say, well, who are the superstars? One of the superstars of boxing is working today. So I tell you
2: what, yes, let's sure. do what we're going to do. Right now, and then we'll, if we got some time, we'll let Mex you know let us know what's going on with boxing. Why don't we
3: do that? But, but let's start with something else. Let's start with with, with Atlanta United. That's what I'm saying. Let's okay. do what we were okay. going to
2: do here. Okay,
3: well, Atlanta United, uh, on the road this evening, trying to get back into the win column. Last week was a pretty, pretty bad week. They lost the U.S. Open Cup match, uh, mm-hmm. to, to Memphis. They go up to Nashville and they lose 3 1. Uh, so they're trying to recapture some of the form that got them off to a great start. This week, they're down in Miami and they're going to see a familiar face, Joseph Martinez now playing for Inter-Miami. They will see him today. Well, maybe they'll see him. He's not getting a lot of playing time, has not scored a goal yet, but still that's who they're facing. And as a, a game on the schedule, I'm sure that a lot of Atlanta United fans have circled for that reason, just to see what he's going to look like in a different outfit. You know, The only thing we've seen him in is our outfit here in town. But uh, Gonzalo <laughs> Pineda had these thoughts about, about, the, about the team going into the match this week.
5: Well, um, being more creative, I would say. Uh, taking more risk in attack, especially in the final third. I felt that the last game we progressed okay, the, the ball into the final third in some good, dangerous areas. I felt that we arrived 10, 11 times in the premises zones, but then the decision-making after that and the passes and the number of players inside the box and the positioning of those, so those are things that we highlight in the video and we work on this week. Um, and, yeah, we, we are... We're trying to, to get better in that area mm-hmm. with all that uh, where the second best team in the league in scoring goals mm-hmm. uh, we've been scoring in every goal and i hope i don't jinx it but we've been uh, scoring in every game that 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 we have played so far we are the only team doing that so that's a positive we've been starting in the front foot scoring a lot of goals in the first half scoring first than the opponent so a lot of positives on that side but still we know that the last few games we haven't been as as, as we want to be in that part of the field
2: this dude always worries me. Was that when I listen to him and he, when he's describing the play of the previous game, even if it's a win? Yeah, I mean sometimes he sounds up, but most of the time he just sounds concerning, concerned. Yeah, and well, how would that, you? How would, how would you want a coach? To I don't. Sound? I don't want. I. I don't. I'm not trying to say he should sound. As, I'm just saying the way he does sound. Makes me makes me feel a certain way. I you think know, because,
3: because their expectations, and and I, and I think he feels like the fans have expectations. I agree and with so, you hundred so, percent. So I think that's it's, what's reflected
2: in that. It's just his cadence, the way he speaks, doesn't. It, it hits me. That's the way it lands with me. You know, he's good. I mean, nothing to do with his abilities, his ability to coach this team, to coach them up. Talking about the players, it's just the way he sounds to me. You know, I'm saying, it's like, oh, you really you happy about that win? It just He's talking about other things that have happened in the game. He wishes it was better and so on and so forth. But anyway, hope things get going well. There's a good result down there in Miami. Uh, pre-kick is at 7 o'clock. Kick at 7.30. You can hear the game right here. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. They don't go at it again until next Saturday. Atlanta United versus Charlotte. And then it's a couple quick ones. Then they go like 13th and the 17th on that Wednesday versus Colorado. And then back at it Saturday versus Chicago. The fire dare. And that was the oh fire. The, fire. The, the fire the fire the fire the fire. We tried to reach out to Jason Longshore to catch him before he got on a flight headed uh, headed down there, but no such luck. Because I just need I I feel like every time we talk Atlanta United, I need some more education. I want to understand what they're going through right now. What's happening with you know as the injuries have happened with this team? Are you guys happy with the striker you got? You, I, I have so many questions. I do because I'm 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 wanting the education.
3: Well, the, the thing you, you know, the main thing with this team is to try to rekindle some of the uh, aggressive play that, that got them off to the great start.
2: Then right. how do you do that? If, if you have the players there that haven't, why aren't they continuing to be well, aggressive? Well, now you got then? some
3: different people now because you got some people out with injuries. There's no boom. Once again this week, there'll be no boom Yakimakis. He's out. Right. And so that, that's the thing with this guy. The first five games he started, he scored. So somebody else has to step into that void. you got some injuries with, with, with this team. And so... That's a big part of it. You had a group that was together. Everybody was healthy to get things started. You had your total assortment of, of people, you know, complement of folks uh, to to uh, to play for. Them. And now you happen to like go with some different people in some different positions. So that's kind of what's happening with this team. The idea today is to go up against a team that's not having a great season, and go out and do something early because that was the key. Early is to come out early. Remember, early they were coming from behind in some matches to get right. wins or to get draws. I think the idea today is to go out and do something great from the start. Try to score early in the first few minutes and get a goal.
2: All you right, so that's, what, that's
3: what he wants to see, man.
2: Sam and Greg Sports Radio 929 two nine the game ninety two nine the game.com. All right, let's switch gears here. We alluded to it earlier. Max, have you got a second to come on here and let us know what we haven't talked about tonight and what to expect from these from these matches? You got you now. Wait, when's two? two eighty eight?
0: We have a UFC fight night tonight between Henry Cejudo and Algermaine Sterling. Right, that's 288, right? Yep, yeah, this is a really big fight card. And then um, Sam alluded to, we also have Canelo Canelo, fighting Ryder tonight. Yeah, that's what
2: I want to get to. Yeah, we could do either. Well, let's do the UFC first. Okay, well, UFC,
0: um, I'm just going to just go the heavy hitter, which is the main event. Not even a sugarcoat it. This is a really big fight because Henry Cejudo is coming out of retirement. And I told you guys last week he is not only an Olympian, He's a two-division um, world champion in the UFC, and he retired on top, which is a very rare thing to see. We've only seen two people do that. That's George St. Pierre and Khabib Nurmagomedov. And Khabib did that because he honored his late father who passed away, and he promised his mom he wouldn't fight anymore. And that's why he did that, right on the peak of his powers. Uh, Henry Cejudo did the same thing, but he just kind of found his way back into the game, and now there's a guy named Sterling who's like the next – guy for that division who's beating everyone and so they obviously don't like each other and he's got some cringy tactics that he does he had some like blow up um dolls of the guy and he's kicking them into the crowd and so (laughs) what yeah he he does like he's the pet they say say he embraces the cringiness and so it's just some crazy tactics that he mental warfare so we got that tonight
3: Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> you should look it up in the way That's it's up in the sea, man. Plus, yeah. plus,
2: I don't think I've ever heard anybody on this show say cringiness before.
0: Cringiness. Cringy, Cringy. yeah. It's like a very 2023-ish term. I'm not going to lie It's rubbing off on me. <laughs> I'm trying not to say it as much as I do. No,
2: that's okay. I make up words all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Checks don't bounce. So, yeah, that was – so, Canelo. Yeah. Switching gears.
0: Yeah, he he's a problem. I, and he's a heavy favorite, as he should, over Ryder. It's going to be a good fight, um, but Canelo is my pick to win it and I think he'll do it in pretty convincing fashion, not only because I think he's the better fighter. I think he has extra motivation. We're starting to debate on who the face of the boxing game is, and okay. Javante Davis is kind of making the case, hey, it's me. Like, I have the draws, I have the big fights, I'm undefeated, and he's like, I'm still around. And so it's more than just him and his opponent in front of him. I think he's trying to make a statement that, hey, this is my era. How, and, old,
2: uh, how old is Canelo? I you
0: know, oh, he's... you may have got me on that. Late. Mid to late 30s, I believe. Let me look it up. Hold on. Canelo age. So he's only... Got 30, oh, he's 32, actually. 32. He's younger than I thought he was. Okay. Which so I mean, still, in fighting terms, you probably be a little bit older, but doesn't mean you can't. It just seems like he's... Well, the shelf the life, while. too, yeah. and plus, yeah. they don't
2: give you the fights that you want on any kind of timely basis. Yeah. So y- it could be another... How Realistically, when would
0: he fight again? It depends on his health, of course, but I mean, probably not until later in the year. Thank you. So yeah. two fights a year. Yeah, when it, there were so exactly, especially with boxing, when the politics and the promoters and how do they, and the money, how,
2: how do these guys expect to to pass up UFC because we don't see them that much. At least we don't see the stars.
0: Yeah, it, it, that's the like we've talked about it. That's the hardest part of the sport. Is now the one thing that we really do like is that we're starting to see the best fight the best. But now it's the frequency in which we see it, and two, just the politics involved. So many different belts and whatnot. But I'm hoping because Javante is trying to make the case. It just, like I said, adds some extra fuel for Canelo. But to your point, Sam, feels like we've seen him forever because Canelo boxed Floyd back in the day. Floyd was smart. He boxed Canelo when he was young. Yeah. And so that was before Canelo's kind of the boxer he is now, which I still think prime Floyd would beat him. But Floyd was very strategic with everything he did. I mean, Pacquiao, he fought when he was older. Yeah. And so and Floyd makes you cut weight. Floyd makes you do certain things, and he's 50 no for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> All
2: right, let me ask you a question. The dude who retired UFC fighter, who, who retired because of who his mother. Oh, Habib, yes. Okay, God forbid it doesn't happen, but yeah. say, how many more years does his mother need to be around? Where she to pass, mm. it'd
0: be too old for him to go back. I don't know because he's a different breed. He, like, his religion and his his words. So like,
2: even if she passed, he wouldn't say yeah, he's he a, wouldn't go
0: back? He They say even when he was making millions of dollars, he was still living with his family. He was still driving. I think it was like a Toyota. Like, he he's not into the glitz, the glamour, the money, the ego. He's not into any of that. And so when he tells you he's going to do something, he means it. Like, he used to wrestle bears growing up.
2: I'll we show you got, we, got, we
0: got footage of that? Yeah, no, there is. See, people say that all he the time. He grew up in Dakistan and his father had him wrestling bears. There's I, a I video on YouTube.
2: I want to see somebody, a human, wrestle a bear. Hey, I'm going to show you. That a, a
3: Guy ended up coaching at Alabama. That's why he got the name.
2: The bear slap any human. That's the
3: end of it, right there. No, but I'm saying that they, they wrestled the bear. And they I mean,
2: they hold, the they hold it, and they hug it, but they ain't
0: wrestling with it. I'm gonna show you. He's double Y'all, legging a bear. Listen, I see a, a lot of things. Grizzly bear. But well, okay. <laughs> what are we well, talking levels, about? Here? There's levels to bear. Right? It You're right. It we talking like about a, a cub? wild grizzly. We... I'll show you though. But Habib is he's a different cat, and he's never. He's only lost one round in his whole career. Really? Yeah. He, he would take you down and maul you. <laughs> <laughs> he really would It's crazy yeah. And he talks to you While he does it Whoa. He would talk to Dana Whoa. White On the side of the octagon And he's like I, He's like I want He'd say I want Connor." Well
2: you know where He stole that from Where all of them steal it from Where do they steal it from Ali That's what yeah. he used to do oh, yeah. He was crazy Who was the Who was the first uh, uh, Oscar Balavino Is that it The boxer Who wouldn't call him Muhammad Ali Kept calling him Clashus, Cassius Clay Oh I love that And during yeah. the fight She's He was he the was, the calling him, yeah. K, was calling him He was calling him He was calling him Cassius Clay for mm-hmm. all the pre-fight interviews. And I so remember. when he got in the ring with him, Ali went, pow, what's, what's my name? Yeah, what's my pow, name? Pow, what's my name? <laughs> and I forgot how many lo- rounds he lasted, but, yeah, that's the famous one. He probably did it with a few people. That's the GOAT. All right, we are going <laughs> to turn things over to John Fricky, who is going to join us, too. Yes! Up next, can't wait to get his answer to the question we've been asking throughout the show. Hmm, stick around. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. <laughs> It's Radio 929 game, nine, game.com. I played that for John Frickey. Okay. Well, actually, I played it because today was the day that Lucy, well, the first Lucy show, went away. The last really? episode of I Love Lucy aired on this day. So we thought we'd throw that there. From Desi Lu. The yep. most powerful woman in show business for a period of time. I would say in that. Fact, in fact, the first powerful woman in show business. I don't think there was anybody before her that had as well. And, well, and, and maybe in television, television, but yeah, she I mean, owned a in studio. The but she owned a studio, right? Her and her husband. Right. I, so I don't care what movie star you were. I don't. I don't think that anybody, you know, who's the who's the best biggest the biggest female movie star? Um, what's uh, Humphrey Bogart's girlfriend? Um, oh, Kate Hepburn. Catherine Hepburn. I don't think she was more powerful than Lucy. No. So I think Lucy had that title for a while. I don't know who yeah. got it next. Just... Hey, I
6: was stuck on the uh, the 50th anniversary of Secretariat. How about that?
3: Yeah. yep. Yeah. And the
2: fact that – about... Isn't that the yeah. most
6: amazing – pardon me, Sam. Dimin... But to me, you know, stats are what you make of them, and there's some stats that will never be broken uh, and some records. But the fact that Secretariat still owns the track record 50 years later at the Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont, and won the Belmont, by the way, by 41 yep. lengths yeah. and yeah. wasn't pushed, and if you've never seen the movie Secretariat, it's really good. Yeah. yeah, Diane Lane, of course. Yeah, I'm there if it's yeah. Diane Lane. Yeah. It's a great film about Secretariat. They try and uh, ramp up the drama. It was like the least dramatic thing you've ever seen. Kind uh, like Titanic. <laughs>
2: but also, i tell you what, I liked um, the other one, uh, Seabiscuit. Yeah. That was a good movie. And I didn't, you know, Seabiscuit's one of those stories you can't compare to Secretariat. But to what you just brought up, Sam had mentioned to me during the week that Secretariat's offspring... There weren't Not that so good. much. But but well, the, wait the, a second, the, no. the,
3: the majority of the horses today it had some or linked
6: back to had to mu- Multiple K- Kentucky Derby winners. A P. Indy, Stormcat. I mean, these so are, there were
2: some ones. That, oh yeah, okay.
3: But they were down the line. Yeah, they know, were down the line. The they the line. were down they, the line. They, they weren't there immediately after. Right, but I, but I think
2: Yes, the that's majo- true.
3: Majority of the horses
6: today. And still the number one breeding. Um, yeah, I was going to oh, say, most stud yeah, yeah, fees yeah, yeah, yeah. for, for Secretariat. Well, uh, yeah, at the time it would have been today's dollars, are probably about forty million. But Woof. Um, hang yeah. on a second,
2: you can't <laughs> just gloss over that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're saying really? The seventy-three dollars that they paid, the nineteen seventy-three dollars they that that farm requested for Calumet. Forms. Calumet? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Would be equal to forty million today? Yes. See, this is why
6: when <laughs> I retire, I want to go out to stud.
2: Well, we all do. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> like, when you, we, when you, you retire all, though, good luck the, with that. Unless you got some pills dream in dream your of. pocket. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sam and Greg's West Radio, 92.9 two nine the game, 929 two nine the game dot joined by John Fricky. Um Listen, this show has been kind of like free throughout the day, so why stop now? What is on your mind as you come in here on this Saturday morning, given the events of this past week? Because, again, you're like us. These things happen throughout the week that you don't get a chance to comment on.
6: Yeah, Dukes and Bella and I, hit, uh, on a, I had a chance to. It's the first time I've ever done that show. Uh, mm-hmm. And filling in for Mike yesterday, which is interesting because, you know, he's down in Miami uh, uh, having a grand old time because Mike Bell tends to have a grand old time. Okay. Uh, so we hit on a lot of different things, but I would say the, the you know the Braves. I think what's kind of disconcerting to me, I, I don't know how you're disconcerted when the team is uh, battling through the injuries that it's battling through, is still twenty two and eleven. You know, is fifteen and three on the road. The disconcerting thing isn't so much their seven and eight at home. The disconcerting thing to me is that they are. I have the stat here somewhere. Let me look at it. Uh, they are three and eight. Against the better teams they have played, the Padres, the Astros, and the Orioles. Now they have dominated everybody else, but they played the Nationals and the Royals and the Cardinals are no good. They played the Mets, the 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 Marlins. All right, the Mets, are the Mets really any good? They're supposed to be. They're supposed
2: I mean, to be, and the, and the Tigers knocked out their two aces yesterday yeah, before they so, got to the fourth inning. I
6: mean, yeah, I don't know that the Mets are all that good. No. I mean, you saw the crowds in New York. I mean, it was just abysmal. I and mean, the Yankees, po- too? Don't you oh, love that? man, poverty franchise. <laughs> the, well, listen, the Knicks are the, <laughs> the sports man, story I tell in you, New the York. Mets, you know what the Mets fans are casual. They're casual. They're <laughs> casual. They are, they are the definition of casual. Wow. I, th- there's a one Braves game. I think it's the last game of the series. I don't. I, they took a shot from the dugout, like back over the catchers. And I don't, I'm looking over
2: Sean Murphy's and I'm going, I don't think there are 5,000 people there. I mean, it's empty. Yeah. Speaking of Sean Murphy, I, I, I said this to Sam earlier, that I think one of the things that helps, you know, that he's here in Atlanta now is the fact that getting out of Oakland. Just something about getting out of that team. We've seen it three times, if not more. I can't think of any other names. But with Tim Hudson. And we Olsen last year, and Murphy this year. Something about getting out of that stadium and away from that team brings out the player that you know just seemed to be suppressed there. That's just my thoughts on it. Have you ever been to that stadium? No, I have not. Any interest? <laughs> do you see them? Do you see that that organization staying there? No ten more going, years. Are no, they going to Vegas? So it's already. Okay. Oh yeah, they're building a stadium. They're building a stadium yeah. in Vegas. What's the what, when's the lease end though in Oakland? When is that, when a are they done there?
6: As soon as they build the stadium, they're moving. Yeah, they're you know, moving. If, if if it's not this year, it's probably next year's their last year. I
2: was gonna say five years. I no, know no, I it think it's be. sooner than that. Yeah.
6: They they want out quick. Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe next year's their last year. Now I've never been to you know, I would have loved to have seen the Raiders there. Uh, but you know how you, does
2: how does this happen? How does a city like that, that big, well, because woo. because they got two teams.
3: Basically, the other side of the bay is San Francisco. You got everything in San Francisco. Matter of fact, well, you know we got fact, that in okay, New York okay, to some fact, extent. The Warriors, the Warriors moved. The Warriors moved from Oakland They're in San Francisco now. I'm just saying that all those years they were they were in Oakland.
2: I'm I'm just surprised. I'm, I would th- I thought I would have thought that city would have fought more. There's
6: no money for stadiums in California. Zero. Yeah. This is why the Chargers are in L.A. Yeah. It's why the A's and Raiders have left because there's no money for stadiums. The only funding you get for stadiums is either individually funded by the owners, or privately funded like a Pac-Bell or a Petco. I mean, there's no, there's no money, you know, just no money in California. A little bit, but not like, you know, it's not like they could just pass a $300 million bond in the middle of the night and stick me with the bill and move the Braves to Cobb ooh, County. No, that's ooh. not that's not the way it works ouch. in California. Ouch. They actually, they actually ouch. they actually abide by the law to some degree. Ooh,
3: <laughs> you wanted them to vote for it. If they if they, if they put that thing on a ballot, we'd still be voting for it. Yeah, they wouldn't have turned the first spoon to dirt.
2: John Frickey joining Sam and Greg here at Sports Radio, <laughs> 92.9 The Game, right. 90 Game.com. You know, uh, since you're a baseball historian, I want to get your thoughts on something because we talk about things that are gone from certain sports. Like, why aren't these guys practicing the skyhook more in basketball? Unstoppable shot. They got For the guy, same
6: reason that they don't shoot foul shots like Rick Barry because it's not cool.
2: Well... Be that as it may, it's yep. still productive if you learn how to do well, it. Well,
6: yeah, Rick Barry said he could take any take 45% foul shooter and make him a 95% foul shooter if they shoot his way. Yep. But they would not do it because it was not cool.
2: Point taken. I ask you this because on this day.
6: As the show winds down, it's time for us to cover some of the things we haven't yet as we flush out some of the small stories we may have missed with Sam and Greg.
2: I'll continue this thought because this is right along those lines. Gaylord Perry got his 30, 300th win on this day. Is it ever a possibility knuckleballs are coming back? Well, is it J.J. Negro down in uh, Rome?
6: Doesn't he throw a knuckleball? Uh, yes, somebody I mean, will. So, yeah. Again, I mean, Smoltz threw one, but he didn't have it part of his arsenal. Yeah, I know, right. I mean, yeah, it's yes, because somebody will figure out yeah. that that it's actually an effective pitch, and yeah. it's their route to the majors. So, They're,
3: yes. There'll be another Tim Wakefield. Yep, they'll
6: exactly. Be it's Wakefield. been a while, but yeah. I was just, you know, yeah, like no, I said, no, it's it one of those bad.
2: things. That happened, Sam. You got any more? Uh, something that happened on this day, or whatever. I got Sherman came through Atlanta on this day. In the first, d- wait, you just got to
6: bury the lead that this town was no, to the ground. There's I I mean, more on this. Yeah, Sherman right. began
2: his advance right. on this day, 1864. Uh-huh. It okay. was called the Atlantic Campaign. They had a name what for it, it. Probably had T-shirts. Yeah, By
6: the know, way, was know. it Atlanta at the time uh, from Terminus? Do they? I don't remember when they changed the name. It was. Uh, it
3: probably was still Terminus at the time. At the, the, the gold spike down at the underground, right? That it marked where the city
2: is. Okay. Time. So you yeah. guys got more information on it. Here's my question, after I tell you that this fact the day was the day the first adhesive stamp was made. It was how, in eighteen forty. Where did they, they have post how, offices yet?
3: how did they keep the stamp on Thank before you. then?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't what are you sending then? Is the dip, Pony Express dip, going on Dip it
3: in some dip it in some something and stick it
2: there. The Yale cylinder lock was one. on w- this. What w- what's a stamp? <laughs> <laughs> what's that famous footage? The humanity of it all when the Hindenburg the last blew up? Time? when
6: was the last time you Put a stamp on an envelope. It's been a minute, yeah. but but I keep some around the house. Everybody's got some, I know, they're feel. around the house, but uh, it's been twenty five years since
3: I put a stamp on. I've been
2: that long. Civil Rights Act was signed on this day by Ike, nineteen sixty. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Channel Tunnel was uh, the channel. The channel, if you will, was uh, finished on this day, ninety four. England to France and twenty strike twenty strikeouts. Kerry Wood for the Cubs happened on this day.
6: Yeah, he was something until that arm went out. And Yeah, yeah well, thank you, Dusty yeah. Baker.
2: Um, Birthdays, Sigmund Freud. This, it, he had to have a birthday, right? Yeah. Sigmund Freud. It would have been his birthday today. Rudolph Valentino. Whoa. Now, here's a place I know that you would like to have been. Back in the 50s, Shores. It was his birthday today. Shores was the place that the Mickey Mantles and the Billy Martins and the Frank Giffords all hung out at and drank, Jackie Gleason's. So that would have been a place that I could see you hanging out in. Yeah, because obviously nobody's telling. <laughs> well, How about the, that? How about that, right? Here's one that not many, but you know who it is Weeb Eubanks. Would have been his birthday today. Weeb yep. Yeah.
6: First Super Bowl I ever saw, Super Bowl three. That's yeah. right. Uh, Joe Namath, and I bet my, it was the worst thing that ever happened to me about sports betting. I bet my dad a nickel. Oh, <laughs> because oh. I said, Dad, I think Joe Namath and Jets are going to win. My dad said, The Jets are an AFL team are never going to beat an NFL team. They're the Baltimore damn Colts. So I bet him a nickel. And Tom Maddie and Johnny Yu couldn't do nothing against that defense of the Jets. Yep, yep. And the Jets won, and I collected a nickel. I went, hey, this sports betting thing is for me. And you know who his defensive,
2: <laughs> defensive line coach was for that Jets team who went on to start the Purple People Leaders in Minnesota? Buddy Ryan. Mm-hmm. Got his start there. Uh, Orson Wells would have been his birthday today. Rob Ruben Hurricane Carter. Yeah, man. And happy 62nd birthday. I'm saying this at a person in my house. George Clooney. What was the um, Ruben uh, Carter movie? Hurricane. Hurricane. Or just Hurricane. Denzel. Denzel. Hurricane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Denzel. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And we've been talking about him throughout the show. Unfortunately, Chris Paul is 38 today. Really sitting on the bench. Wow. Meek Mill 36 today. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> is, Jose- he free? is he free? Pardon? Meek, is he free? Yeah, he's free. He's free. Yeah, no, he's free. I know, I know. They just. Did. Jose Otuve. How do you feel about that guy? He's 30, uh, 33 today. Uh, yeah, I think he's cheating on his age. <laughs> and on oh. that note, we t- <laughs> turn things over to John Fricky. Hey, hey, man.
3: It's commencement day over at Georgia Tech. Uh, some people oh, go, kick, kick the game-winning field goal. They go to Disney World. Harrison Butler won the Super Bowl, and he was commencement speaker this morning.
2: Oh, that's cool. That's, cool. Yeah. that's very cool. Yeah, Have yourself a big day. Max, great work today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for for just pivoting throughout the show. Mr. Crenshaw, have yourself a big day we'll be back tomorrow morning from 6 until 10 you heard him john fricky's up next you guys have a big day sam and greg sports radio 929 the game 929 game.com. and take us with you on the odyssey app